Voyage of the Geek for another week, the 19th of April, 2018. Joining me as always, Dan Miller. Hello, hello. Rick Legato. Hola. And coming back to the panel, Tony Oakton. Hi. And uh, I'm going to hand over the announcing of this particular movie to the person that chose it for the evening, our regular swords and sorcerer uh, expert and uh, of all things, uh, fantasy narrative. Rick, will you please let us uh, put us out of our misery as to what we are uh, having a look at tonight? Red Sonja. The classic 1985 fantasy film. And technically the third in the Conan trilogy. Uh, is, is it? it? Yes. Is it actually technically or is yes. it just kind of accidentally um, technically? No, they, uh, Dino De Laurentiis saw it as the third. And I think some of them probably hedged their bets a little bit. I think they held, withheld. Mm-hmm. Until it became a bit of a cult thing, mm-hmm. and then they let it into the family, shall we say? Because they were a little reluctant as to, and that explains why Conan is not Conan in um, this film. Because the Howard, uh, the Robert E. Howard estate back then, um, used to hold the IP in a really strange way. Yeah, and uh, my understanding is they used to allow, rather than just hand over the IP for a certain amount, they used to hand over pieces of it. And, oh, so, right. and so you could afford to grab, you know, this character and that character and that place name, and you paid for each individual bit. Uh-huh. Okay, which is why the Conan films have some bits that are canon. Yep, and obviously the producers have gone, well, we won't buy that or that. They they basically um, made every individual little character place name its own price. So you would basically piecemeal, and I'd say they decided that for whatever reason that it wasn't worth buying Conan for this film, so they just made up a non-canon character for Arnold. Wasn't there something similar about the X-Men unreleased, X, uh, not X-Men, uh, the unreleased Fantastic Four movie where the rights, you could buy the rights for the Fantastic Four, but there was extra rights yeah. for the bad guys. Yeah, there might yeah. have been. I remember something. And that's why we had the Mole Man or something <laughs> yeah. like that because they couldn't really afford to... A good one. Well, they had Doom, but <laughs> who was part of the rights because he's like their arch nemesis and part of their origin story. Mm. Um, but to get uh, anyone else, they had to pay top dollar, which they didn't have. So I'd like to know more about that. You know, whether people sell it as a like you know piecemeal. You know, you can have Conan's left arm and you can buy his right foot. <laughs> you know, or you know, or whether some other people just say, you know, it's a job lot. Give me twenty thousand bucks and you can have everything. That's normally what's. Done now. Yeah. And, mm. but, and the Robert E. Howard estate was um, notoriously difficult to deal with. Yeah. And that's why you didn't get a lot of Conan products until I think late 90s when it changed over. Mm. And then you got some normal people running. Mm. 
the IP. Yeah, there was a and, glut early in the then, or, sort of early to mid eighties, and then it went away. Like we didn't yeah, really because, have much because people just didn't want to de- deal with it. Yeah, and now and and since then, then you ended up with Conan cards, Conan role playing mm-hmm. games, Conan computer games. Well, the comics are huge. Um, the comics have always been there. I'm yeah, a, I'm a, a collector. Yeah. Um, well, Red Sonja comics are huge. There. Yeah. A lot of the artwork I found was of the Red Sonja, uh, Red Sonja comics. You're probably doing yourself a bit of a disservice if you're chopping up your own IP into small yeah. pieces and selling off little bits. Mm. You really do want to push the whole thing as a kind of a, a big world package, yeah. you know, that people can move find, around in. Find pricier buyers, don't mm. you know, if you want yeah. to smorgasbord it out. All right, what we normally do is uh, discuss how we found the movie. Like um, where, 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 where and when was it that you first saw it? Um, and we'll start uh, as a returning uh, member of the team. Tony, where would you like to start? Did you see it originally in its original run? No. So, you, so, so yesterday. yesterday was your no, – this, mo- this afternoon. This afternoon yeah. is your first viewing. <laughs> You're fresh. I did see the original Conan, I think, when it came out. I've seen it on television. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it in the cinema. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't – Are you big on the on the, on the the um, genre? No. The swords and sorcery for genre? Yeah. It's good. <laughs> You're going to offer a nice uh, – <laughs> because – you're you're very big on it. Yep. Tony can take it or leave it, yeah. and I'm sort of in the middle. Uh, there's some I like, some I don't like, but I won't put up with ones I don't like because I have such a, a, a great passion for it, which you will tend to do if you're really passionate about a genre. You'll put up with a little bit of extra. Yeah. So um, how did you find it? It was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I thought it was going to be terrible. But, you know um, – I, before I went on, I, I try not to do this, but I, I couldn't help but sneak a look at Rotten Tomatoes, and I think they gave it 18%. Yep. Uh, IMB gave it uh, 50%. Yeah. And I think IMB is probably close to mine. I would say 50% is the rating. It's, it's, it's okay. It was it was quite a lot of fun. Yeah. It wasn't a bad film. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought it would. Um, as one of the reviewers said, there's more ham than you'd find in an Italian delicatessen. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But and and a heavy um a heavy Italian hand in the film. Mm. Yeah. Um. One thing I found, um, if you look up the production company, there's two production company, main key production companies that, that produce this film. One was the De Laurentiis company, and another one is uh, Canal Studios. No, no. They there's a lot that's involved. Oh. Most of those are distribution, but the two main production companies mm. was De Laurentiis. Yeah. Um. And then. I'll bring it up. I've got to show you. And if you try to link to it on IMDb, it'll come up with a splash screen saying, well, you need to buy the IMDb Pro subscription to get that type of information. And it usually does when you want to dive deep and want to have a look at production company information. But what they do is they bring up a splash screen over the top of the actual data itself. And if you use your finger on an iPad, you can actually (laughs) displace the splash screen and see what they've done. Um, the the very top film on their list blew me away a little bit. Flash Gordon. Uh-huh. Okay. That kind of makes sense, yeah, actually. And that's what I thought as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I thought as well. Um, and there were some interesting ones on that list. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll bring it up towards the end of the show. We'll, we'll have a look at some of the other stuff that they did. Because you'll never, you've never probably heard of this particular um, production house. And we're talking about production house as in Star Wars is done by Lucasfilm. Um, but realistically, it's 20th Century Fox, and then now it's Disney. Most people consider it a Disney franchise, but it's not. It's you know the production house are the are the people that actually make the film, and then they hand it over to the people that finance the film, and that's usually the big bigger house. Um, so the people that made it, 
and it's chock a block full of spaghetti western um, personality or production personalities. The music was done by uh, Sergio Leone, uh, by Ennio Morricone. Who did the Good, the Bad, the Ugly, the Fistful of Dollars? But yeah. every spaghetti western film of note was done by Ennio Morricone. Plus, he went on to do a lot of other mm-hmm. major feature film. Um, um, and we'll talk about the music. Um, what about you? Did you see it? You would have seen it in its original run. No, no, I um, discovered it uh, well while I was at uni mm-hmm. in the early nineties. Um, and boy, was I happy when I discovered it. It was up there with Hawk the Slayer, <laughs> always being watched in, in my house. And you saw it last week, the other week? Um, today, actually. And how did it stand up? Good. It was everything you remembered? Yep, there was a bit in the beginning that I don't remember. And when I, and when I saw it, I was like, hmm. Yeah. What was the bit? Uh, the bit, it's um, her... Uh, I, Guess you could say uh, politically incorrect, uh, a bit of homophobia. That's what starts the entire film. And actually, had Red Sonny oh, yes. just gone, "Yep, I'm flattered, but sorry, I don't swing that way." <laughs> Things would have gone a lot smoother for everyone. Yeah, yeah. But her uh, homophobic reaction, a uh, violent reaction, violent reaction. It was a violent reaction. reaction. She smashed a queen in the face. Yeah, <laughs> at the thought of it. That's right. And one, one one has to wonder how many people died in the name of that uh, just that reaction. You're right. Yeah. You're right. What about you, Dan? Uh, I probably saw it like at two o'clock in the morning on Channel Seven, fourteen times. If, <laughs> yeah, fourteen <laughs> times when the parents are all in bed, and you know mm. it's like late movie extravaganza yep. or something like that. Yep. So yeah, um, and yeah, I could barely remember it, but yeah, I probably saw it back in the day. I would have came across this on a shelf of a video sh- store in the late 80s when everybody had a video player in their lounge room. And that would have been sort of early 80s, everybody got the, the video player. But as we move towards late 80s, you're starting to exhaust the mainstay yeah. titles in the video shop. And you start to explore other areas of the video shop that you don't normally yeah, go yeah. to. And, and then it's it's all about That's the how covers. We found it. That's pretty much and when you found. see Arnie... Like that on the cover, you don't really see Red Sonia, you know. But yeah, she's scantily clad. Yeah, that could be pretty good. So Arnie, scantily clad, scantily clad chick with a big sword. Oh, that would have won me, and I would have watched it probably late eighties. It's exactly the movie I remembered. Exactly. It it was in a period of cinema that was a bit weird for me, where massive dramatic music, when not much is going on. I think there's a scene where she. Um, and we'll, we'll discuss in, in more detail, but she goes across a chasm. Um, the sister goes across a yeah. chasm and she gets an arrow in the back and Arnie catches her on the other side of the chasm and then lays her down under a tree. Well, the moment that he – between when he catches her and lays her down, the crescendo of cinematic music is almost deafening, right? But then Arnie turns around 15 seconds later and hacks – has a fight and hacks 14 guys and chops a guy's head off – no music. <laughs> and at that period in cinema, just watch the movie Moonraker, right? The 007 Moonraker yep. with big jaws, the yep, guy with yep. the metal mouth. All of the fight sequences have no music. It's, there's, it's completely devoid of any sound effects other than scuff sounds where people are running around and these sorts of things. But there's no music and there's no crescendo. Cinema was doing weird things in that 
in that time. And this movie's got that written all over it. So it doesn't date well in that aspect of it. But apart from that, they spent their money here. It reminded me of Flash Gordon. They, they, the set pieces mm. and the and mm. the um Actually and, if you think about it, Flash Gordon had pretty cool sets. Mm. That, this movie had pretty cool sets. Yeah, and, and the map paintings that. weren't too bad. Yeah, yeah, I've made yeah. those. And the costumes as well were pretty epic in the in both movies. Yeah. I think there's only one or two things in this film that let it down. Unfortunately, and we'll talk about this in more detail, unfortunately those one or two things are the important things. Large. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they put they put salt in the cake instead of sugar. <laughs> yeah. Right? Just the, a teaspoon. That's right. It, whereas <laughs> Makes it, a difference. There were other ingredients that they could have messed up and it wouldn't have been <laughs> as bad, but these couple of ingredients that they didn't quite get right were enough to make it not age well and, and have some issues. One of the notes, things I noticed, I've got these figures, the film cost, according to the figures I saw, nine, 6.9 million USD. You might have to be a bit closer to the microphone. Six point nine million. Okay, know, right. USD, which seems very reasonable actually for a film of this mm. sort of scope, and it made eighteen million. So it, it I saw that in made, reverse. Oh, did you? Yeah, I saw those figures. I thought it cost that, it cost seventeen estimated. That was on IMDb, but when you go to the box office mojo, it only made nine. Something like that. So I don't know. I mean, Maybe I'm wrong. But they're not. It's. It's. Um, I didn't have it down as a big disaster. It, it had estimated. Disaster. It was. Oh no no. Hang on hang on. I. I clicked the button in in Box Office Mojo where it can put it in today's figures. Uh, and oh, in today's okay. figures, if it had have released oh, yeah. today, it would have been seventeen or eighteen million dollar mm-hmm. uh, box yeah, yeah, office yeah. taking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that made sense. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. No, it wasn't a huge. Loser. No, no. No, not at all. Would have made a whole bunch from VHS tapes, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And the fact that Arnie was in it mm. would have been the big seller for them, I mm. think. Yeah. Because you had Conan 82, 84, and then this in 85. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, a lot of the production crew came straight off Conan the Destroyer yeah. into this film. Yeah. Um, and some of the actors as well. Um, the Queen... Was, no, she's from. Oh no, she's in the first Conan. Yeah. yeah, that's right. She was too, um, and, and she was picked to be Red Sonia. <coughs> Didn't want to do that. That's right. Turned and, it down. And, yeah, turned it down and and asked to be the evil queen instead. Okay. So, um, Schwarzenegger makes Conan the Barbarian, then he makes Destroyer, according to this list here. Mm-hmm. Then he makes one other movie, and then he makes Red Sonia. And the other movie is Terminator. Terminator. <laughs> yeah. Um, and anything with Arnie in after Terminator is box office gold. They're just yeah. rockets. Perhaps with one exception, immediately after the Terminator. But anyway. <laughs> there's a couple in there and there's definitely some shockers before yeah, certainly. Uh, Conan. I think um, um, somewhere I also read that, you know, Schwartzy reckons it's his worst movie. Film, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which Conan or? No, Red Sonja. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and in, in this film I found he was not the Conan character. He was more of a statesman relative mm. to the Conan character. And, in fact, I think he says it. He's a he's a he's the high priest. A, a high, he's a nobleman or something, like equivalent to a, um, a leader in a, yeah. some sort of culture. Remember, and you'd know much better than me, but Conan's a king. He's not just a, like a sword-whacking. Uh, Conan becomes king yeah. at, at yeah. the end of his yep. life. Okay. He's a slave for yeah. most of the movies. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Eventually, well, not according to well, the films, the canons all over the place. Mm. But um, the canon stories, he becomes a king, okay. actually. Yeah. Um, and sort of retires <clears throat> from being an 
adventurer by being king, basically. All right, so what we normally do is we have a look at a film. Uh, we use the narrative of the film to drag us kicking and screaming <laughs> f- from the beginning to the end. Freudian slip there, I think, Dave. <laughs> and um, and that way we sort of stop off along the way and talk about the things that uh, stand out, whether they stand out for good or bad reasons, and they could be anything from acting, character, story, visual effects, anything. Um, and so if you haven't seen the film, this is a massive spoiler alert. In fact, we should probably rename the show to, <laughs> you know. Sp- Spoiled everything. We spoil stuff. <laughs> Um, and we watch it so you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. We spoil it so you don't have to. <laughs> um, so we, as we work our way through, t- uh, Dan likes to take us through our narrative beats. Mm. Um, and we've got a, a writer on the on the panel tonight as well. So hopefully uh, we can we can really have a good discussion about um, what a lot of people might not be fully aware of, is, which is the story and the lore and those. Because I'm certainly not. You know, to me it was just a cinema experience. I think. Um, to people that get into the comics and stuff like that, there's more to it. There's a, there's a lot more layers to it, um, which might make it more interesting if someone does consider going and watching it again. So, Dan, where do we start with this one? Um, the story starts <clears throat> with my story beat here called Horrible Conflagration. So we start with a big fat house on fire. That's right. Someone built that house to burn that house. It they was did. A pretty good house to burn. It looked pretty good. There was a lot of... It looked yay oldy, and we never got to see it in any other scene other than the burning scene. Mm-hmm. And then that shows us a poor maiden who's uh, lying in the dirt, lying in the dirt, and she's got one smudge of stuff on her left cheek, That's which right. symbolises that she's had a horrible time. She's unconscious. She's unconscious. She's uh, looking a bit of a mess. And then she sees, and this is the quote that I made when I first saw it. The ghost of exposition. exposition. <laughs> oh, yes. The exposition in the first ten minutes, <laughs> yes. where, where the, the fairy godmother turns up uh, and wakes her up by calling her name. Yes, and uh, proceeds to then spend good five minutes telling her what just happened to yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, what she already knows. <laughs> you feel like, you had. You feel like at any point Sonia's going to say, "I know, I know, <laughs> yes. I know." They raped me. That's fresh. <laughs> it's still a little raw. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> Actually, we've. Jumped over the inciting incident that we mentioned before, which is the queen making the advance, her turning it down. Well, that, she up. finds that out by the fairy god exposition. Mother. Look, I don't think that was the that was the whole deal. Because it's all flashback. It's all okay. Yeah. So there's a big flashback. Well, she's the the fairy godmother is is the causing the flashback. Yeah, she's telling true. Sonia that this is what just happened to you. That's right. So I'm not sure what the inciting incident was because I I got the the picture that old queen what's her face was just being a bastard and mm. was stealing everything from everybody and yeah. setting fire to everybody's houses and everything. Plus she wanted to have a wicked way with Sonia. Yep. And that was all this big mess that uh, – I think the exciting incident was the death of the sister. Maybe. Until then yeah, she was yeah, just it, fucking it, around with swords. It is the inciting technically. Yeah. From the story perspective. But the, the, the setup to who Sonia is – Mm. Because does she get superpowers from the exposition fairy? Well, we've got to discuss this because I think the the exposition fairy says, you know, you have to be super strong and really wonderful to reap your vengeance (laughs) on whoever hurt you. In a really, really pleasant, like, lighthearted voice. And then she has a sword, this magic sword, and goes, bing, on her forehead. But she never says, I give you magic powers. Well, she does say your sword arm will be unequal. Yeah. Yeah, she does. And then goes, and ping. 
in the synopsis, yeah, it talks about how basically she uh, because Sonia turned the queen down, the t- queen turned up and burnt down her her house, mm-hmm. massacred her family, and had her aunt, her men rape her. Mm. Then the goddess wakes her up and grants her these powers. Okay. Of stamina and strength and skill. Yeah. That might be in the synopsis, but it's but, not in the movie. Yeah, well. <laughs> well, she that does. perfect. I know she at least says that your sword arm will have no, no equal. Yeah. And okay. that, that, that in a barbaric world, that's a pretty good gift. That's a yeah. superpower. Yeah. Why, All right. Why did the, go- the, the goddess do this? Which goddess was it? Yes. I didn't really get that I, from the I movie. I can't remember the, her, her name. Yeah. No. This such Doesn't she has some form. sort of goddess thing in the comic books there's yeah. a sort of patron god yeah. or something that helps her out for some reason but mm. that wasn't kind of really explained either it oh. was yeah. just like yeah you know let's get the party started yeah <laughs> ping off we go <laughs> yeah i just went with the flow all right then so after all of that um i well, think well no don't let's not let's not skip over the um introduction of two massive elements in the film that happened right after the uh um, the anointing of uh, from the exposition fairy. Mm, right. We cut to Arnie riding across a field to Ennio Morricone's. Uh, no, this was my next story beat. <laughs> this was the worst music for a, for a barbarian music. Like it sounded. I half expected the Monty Python team to come around <laughs> yeah. the corner with their coconuts. Yeah. It sounded terrible. I'm going to try and find the music and see if we can put it on at the end of the show. It was terrible. It was terrible. And then to see uh, Ennio Morricone's name flash up there, know that he was the guy that composed it, it, a little bit of me died. A little tiny piece of me died. So we have a bit of a montage yes. of what looks like the most barren, bleakest, freezingest, yeah. I was convinced treeless, it was Scotland. Yes, treeless <laughs> it Scotland. Yeah, it was Italy. With uh, with who I've got he- down here as non-conon galloping yes. about the place. yes. Well, riding with concern. That's right. This direction and that direction and up here and up there. On heading somewhere. Yes. Yeah. But there's an important story beat that you might miss if you don't pay attention. Mm. What is that? Rick? Comes up to a bridge and the bridge has been cut because it's one of those rope bridges. Yes. And so he turns around and rides away. And he says to himself, no doubt, reading the script inside his mind, oh, bugger, now I'm going to have to go the long way. That's right. And this will take much longer. Yeah, exactly. Ah, exactly. (laughs) Yes, you have to have the script to understand what's going on. Yeah. Oh. And then, and then, (laughs) this is going to make me late for the things I have to be doing later. Cut to temple. (laughs) Cut to cut to women in temple. So we cut to the temple of doom. Or the temple of something or other. The temple of ladies with swords. Yes, the sword lady temple. Mm -hmm. Um. The sword nuns, mm-hmm. um, and so they're just about to have some sort of ceremony. So we've got this big temple, and there's all of this, um, you know, people prancing around in gold and uh, robes, as you do when you're a temple nun vixen, and swords and shields, and they're talking in weird ye olde language. Yep. And what, it what, re- remind me of the Justice League. And the Amazonians. Yes, totally, yes. totally. And they had the sunroof at the top of their yeah. temple as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Where the bad guys came in with their ropes. <laughs> yes. Will they never learn? <laughs> it also reminded me of Monty Python, actually, with Galahad, the nuns in that castle. Yeah. So I think the music could also put me in the Monty Python yeah. frame. 
you, c- you couldn't unhear it. Yeah, and he goes into and Galahad walks in. There's all those nuns in weird yeah. session with those. But that kind of reminded me of this. <laughs> okay, so the 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 boss nun mm-hmm. says, "Where art that non-conan guy who was supposed to turn up?" Hmm. And some other nun says, "Oh, he's not here. We'll have to go ahead anyway." Yeah. All right. So what are they going to be up to? They're going to be doing something. They've got they've got a project plan for that afternoon. At that stage, we don't know who they're talking about unless you notice the bridge and put two to two and two together they and happen to be genius. Conant, non Conant, non Conant. Yes. So anyway, what are they up to? They have an almighty, powerful orb, mm-hmm. orb of power, and they have to destroy the orb of power in slow motion. Yes, and they had it destroyed it at normal fucking speed. Then everybody would be alive, and there wouldn't be. But instead, they decide to do everything at slow motion, and the bad guys come in and spoil the party. So, to me, it's a little bit of a weird thing because what what's one of their prayers? What do they pray when they when they're praying to the gods? I can't remember. Where did they get the blue ball, the green ball from? The green magic ball from the gods. All ah, right. Right, so their prayer is, "Thank you, oh gods, for the super powerful giant mega ball, um, but we're going to destroy it before it destroys the world." Yes. So thanks for giving us something that we couldn't handle and is yep. like a nuclear bomb. Please forgive us. And how are they going to destroy it, Dan? Well, it's power. It's solar powered. It, of course, it needs light. It needs light, and the more light, that's why they got the sunroof. See, it's all coming together. Of course. You're right, you're right. So they're going to put it in eternal darkness. Mm. Yep. They have a big hole they dug in the backyard. And, and then a bury it. solar battery will run out. <laughs> yeah. All, yeah. All be well all good. The world. Yep. And then you won't be able to restart it again for some reason mm-hmm. because once its batteries run out. Yep. All right. Put a blanket over it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would seem to be the <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> all right. There were a bunch of sword-wielding nuns that... <laughs> So they're all standing in circles and chanting and raising and lowering their swords. And meanwhile, outside, a bunch of ne'er-do-wells mm. arrive. Typical barbarians wearing, um, the, while the good guys are all in white inside mm-hmm. with shiny swords, mm-hmm. the bad guys are outside with rusty swords and black fur. With studs and points. Lots of studs. Pointy bits. Bedazzler gone wild. Um, and I have to say that the outfits that a lot of these clans war in this film are incredible. Yeah, they're bloody amazing. They're absolutely incredible. And then that's it's Flash Gordon again. Like I didn't notice it at the time, but now knowing that it's, it's Flash Gordon's the same, like their outfits for all mm. their different clans mm. are, are very similar. But um, these guys were no different to the other clans in the film. They were very well attired, uh, fully bedazzled. So we focus in on um, Icor, I think his name is. Igor, Icor. Who is I the... Uh, Icaller? What, what's he called? I, I think it's I-K-O-L. Eichel. Eichel, Eichel. Played by the crazy Nazi from Indiana Jones. Yes. That's, that's, I was trying to remember the what The guy that from. gets the burnt yeah. disc on his disc hand. Disc on his hand in Indiana Jones. <laughs> because yeah. when he speaks, he always has spittle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure he's an evil that's character actor. That's trademark, spittle. <laughs> Okay, so he's first to attack the uh, the power nuns, mm-hmm. and how does he attack them, and what does he do exactly? A ninja star, <laughs> a ninja star, yes. And uh, where does the ninja ninja star actually strike? Because he 
hits the lead nun, hits the boss nun. In the chest through armour. <laughs> yes, through the very strongest piece. She has like this five <laughs> centimetre thick di- you yeah. know, gold diamond yeah. piece of armour and it sticks right in the end of there. A little tiny bit of dr- blood comes out and she dies. And she dies. And then later on we see her covered in blood <laughs> all around the feet area for some reason. But, um, yes, it, I remember thinking, pretty sure that wouldn't have killed her. <laughs> it would barely even have hurt. Yeah, yeah. It hit her in the exact place that you would need to hit to not kill her. <laughs> yes, and that was armoured as well. But that starts the great battle. Yes. And the and the girls are holding their own. Yeah. At yes. one point there. They, 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 they drive, they they drive them away. back. Then they, they, uh, and then they come through the sunroof. Yeah. And it's all over. Two, yeah, a two-sided attack, a pincer yeah. movement. All right, so they fight and then they win and then they lose. And then the queen arrives. So, what's her name again? Oh, Gedrin. Queen. Gedrin. Gedrin. Cedric. Gedrin. I'm bringing it up. I'm bringing it up. Gedrin. Move on and I'll, I'll get back to queen it. Queen Gedrick. Let's go Queen Scarface for now. Queen Scarface. And she wants the green balls. And this is the same queen yes. that wanted to um, uh, abscond with uh, Red Sonia. Mm-hmm. And Red Sonia was having no bar of it. She has taken a fancy to Red Sonia for some unknown reason. That's right. Now, um, so they've secured the green balls. But and, not but, before they tested it. Yes, they're going to have to do a little quick experiment. She had to give it an experiment. Okay. So she asks one of the blokes to go up and touch it. At which he does, and what happens? He gets tapped away. Completely disappears. Yeah. And, and what happens to his clothing? It doesn't disappear, and no, then no. it disappears. It no, disappears it, too. His clothing disappears as well. That's right. Well, first he turns green. Yeah. For a yeah. flash, and then everything goes. Yeah. And his clothing. That's right. This guy shouldn't play ball. That's it's right. And what if we learn about green glowing things in, in fantasy swords and sorceries? Yeah. It's, They're never good. You don't much mess around with them. So then he then Queen Cedric asks <laughs> I mean Gedrin. 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 Look George you know the film, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Women's names end in A. No. You have Melissa. Sonia. Sonia. You have Broomhilda. Yep. But Cedric is not a name. It's because that's not her name. It's Gedron. Oh, well, then. <laughs> it's just as bad. Thank you, Dana. He's got the, I mean, if you look at some of the names in the piece, there's a lot of those fantasy stalwarts yeah. there. There's an OR name, which is Calador, which is Arnie's um, non Conan name. name. Um, Sonia. Uh, Falcon, spelt with a K. Yes, because <laughs> fantasy. Yeah, Tarn, Prince Tarn, and Icol, Icol, Brightag. So there's a lot of good uh, fantasy names in there. But you're right; the least fantasy sounding name is Gedrin. Gedrin. Sonia's not very fantasy sounding. No, it's very Nordic, <laughs> isn't it? She looks like right. a Sonia. Oh, Gedrin, might the actress be looks like a Sonia, but okay. yes, the Sonia's not a very barbarian name, is it? All right then. So Queen Queen Gedrin. Calls up one of her female peoples and says, "Now you touch it because we have to complete this experiment." And, and she trepidly touches it, and nothing happens. And we learn that only women can touch the orb. And and there's no OHS in, in that out. That's exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. But I was amused that it also can determine male clothing and destroy male clothing with equal disdain. So no, you've that. got your male sweat on it. Oh, no. <laughs> your male hormones. It can detect. Or your uh, 
All right then. So um, then they all um, pack up and leave. With the orb. With the orb. They take the orb because that's what they're after. I'm still good. And then they um, chuck the remaining nuns in the hole. Don't need them anymore. They seem to scream for a very long time. They did. They were waiting for that door to close. They're like, it's a very slow door, closing, closing. um, I kept remembering that scene from Austin Powers where they get, I'm still alive down here. (laughs) And actually um, they groan. There's more groans and heavy breathing than in a a porno film. That's right. There is too. There's this whole conversation (laughs) that goes on. (laughs) And in the background you can hear these women down the hole (laughs) groaning and breathing. Oh. <laughs> I was actually relieved when they started to scream. Yeah. I was like, thank Christ for that. Yep. All right, but <clears throat> one nun escapes. Nun Vana, Vana nun. The red Vana nun. Who turns out to be. None other than. Sonia's sister. Yes. So who, she manages to who escape. Who doesn't get killed at the farm. No. We didn't really know that she had a sister because all of the, the fairy god exposition godmother said that all of the family got killed. Yeah. Well, yeah. not all of the family got killed. Apparently one of them worked at the temple. Yeah. <laughs> was dead at the temple that day. And she was a bit of a bad. She was nunning that day. So I don't think she was your typical nun, though, no. was she? She was more well, of a warrior. None of them were. No, they, I think they were more Amazon than nuns. Yeah. Sisters of the sword. Uh, it was the nunners on the, the copious <laughs> amounts of gold bling that had a lot to do with it, and the, <laughs> the fact that they were all pretty handy with a sword. Yeah, they were combat nuns. <laughs> Haven't you ever heard yeah, combat right. nuns you're before? Right. Yeah. All right, so she's running across the landscape, and there's some bad guys chasing her. And Non Conan sees the sees the whole deal going down, and then yep. she flies across a thing and lands on a thing, and then what he's talking about is a flying fox. It's a flying fox chasm. Yeah. Which was yeah. odd because there were like two flying foxes and she grabbed the first one and whizzed across and, I'm, and they're bad guys chasing her and I'd be like, wouldn't you grab the second one and do something <laughs> take with it? You. Take it with you? Yeah. But anyway, no, she had an arrow in her back so she was probably not thinking straight. She landed on the other side in... in um, Non-Conan's Ka- arms. Calador's arms. Calador. And he pulls out the thing and... And then he goes to proceed to chop up all the bad guys into small mm-hmm. diced bad guy pieces. Yep. And uh, and what does she say? She says that um, she's. Your, <laughs> yes. Your that's, must be yep. that's right. It causes earthquakes and things, and yep. there's thirteen days and something something. Yep. Thirteen days, sister Sonia. You must find my sister. <laughs> once I once I reconciled the and it all goes back to the broken drawbridge. The broken rope bridge across the chasm yeah. from mm. Arnie's right at the start of the film, right? Yes. Once you reconcile that it was Arnie that was supposed to go to the temple and it was late and mm. they said, well, let's just start without him, then the sister that's dying in his arms, he knows her. Yeah. And he knows about the orb because that's where he was going anyway. Yeah. And he's a nobleman and he's like, you know, mm. quite high up in his clan. Um, Without that, if you don't make that leap, if you don't understand yeah. that that's who they were talking I about, then all of a sudden it's, why has this guy got so much interest in this whole thing and now he's got to go and get the girl and bring her back and, you know, won't say no for an answer and all these other stuff. I actually think they did that on purpose. Yeah, to make it a little bit. Because then they have this thing where it's a reveal at the end. Yeah. And 
it's um, what I call the too half-assed road in riding. It was part, part, the riding in one in one one ass cheek was going for the letting us know that he's the high priest. Yeah. That's where he's going. The bridge is down. Yeah. And then the other cheek was riding in the, in mind of having this reveal. Aha! Uh-huh, that's who he is. That's yeah. why he's interested. And they only half committed the both. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They half asked it. They needed mm-hmm. to pick one. Yeah. And do it pro- properly. Mm-hmm. That's right. And there was no payoff. No. And that's why you question it. If if yeah. I hadn't been watching it with Dan and we were able to say, I think he's the guy yeah. that that was supposed to mm-hmm. be at the temple, and then later we sort of we were able to mm-hmm. confirm it. But at the time, we weren't one hundred percent sure. Yeah. Because then li- later on, there's the big reveal where he reveals to Sonia because I am Kalidor, the high priest. Yeah. I was going then. And we're supposed to be like, ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he's interested. That's right. But, yeah, they half committed to, you know. They didn't totally conceal it like they should have if they were going to do the big reveal. And they didn't totally reveal it like it was meaningful and had something, some payoff to it. Yeah, you're right. Where are we, Dan? Okay, so we're at the Ninja Dojo, which Ah, is just down the street from the nunnery. Yes. One of the – has One a giant samurai that people that ride through the underneath. Yeah, it kind of looks like he's sitting it on looks, the toilet. It looks like visitors are coming from the ass of the giant god. Yes, yeah, um, yes. It's one of the more interesting <laughs> map paintings I've ever seen. Now, I was going to ask that. How was that done? Because obviously they didn't actually it's build that. Map painting. It's painting. Their map paintings in this were pretty good. They were excellent. Yeah, They're very yeah. good. I was very impressed. Map paintings are all very good. The set extensions were great, mm-hmm. um, and all I put that good. down to. I think the Italian cinema, they did a lot of those big um, Roman films, a yeah. lot of the you yeah. know Cleopatra-type films, they knew what they were doing with their set extensions. They knew exactly how to just include certain parts of real set and then paint around on the yeah, glass. Yeah, well, because that's what I was going to ask. How was that done? Glass. So they have a piece of glass in between the actors and the piece of ground that doesn't get painted, and then they paint everything else. So it's a single fixed-point perspective. It's really difficult to do, and there's an art, real art form to it because you have to paint from a fixed point perspective, which is where the camera goes, and then um, literally the actors can move around in that whole space there as long as they don't cross and move behind the glass. Yeah, so the glass is out probably about five feet in front of the camera, and they did that in Star Wars. You know, the when ben, Obi-Wan Kenobi turned so off the deflector shield. there's a small painting right and in, in front of the camera. About five feet. Three. It's a big Plane of glass, maybe about six foot, you know, 12 foot wide, six foot high. And they paint, and and this goes all the way back to um, uh, what's the famous uh, south versus north, gone with the wind. Yeah. That's, they paint, you know, map paintings, they go right back to the turn of the century. And we got really good at them, but the Italians got really, really good at them. I mean, you've also got to remember they've got to match the lighting perfectly. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. Otherwise, it looks really. It's a super, it's like to get it right. And they got every one of yeah, them right in this film. That's how it's done. Well, Usually budget. It could also be a big like glass wall with a painting on it. And then there's like a hole cut mm. in the middle. Yeah. And that's where the actors are standing, you yeah. know, on the top of Mount whatever. Yeah. And they're walking along. They'll force perspective it. Yeah. Yeah. And that, they are even maybe 100 metres away walking on a yeah. a little tiny and it, hill. And they just the cameras through this little hole in the yeah. image. Yeah. Well, Cletus has been edumacated. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then. So we finish. We see the end of a sword battle. Mm-hmm. It's being, you know, some sort of. It turns out to be some sort of training thing, mm-hmm. and uh, what appears to be the over-decorated Japanese yeah. sword ninja <laughs> master dude. They're one of the most practical outfits. I to, can I just make a point here? 
this movie has some of the most ridiculous hats. Yes. Yes. Any movie, except possibly Star Wars. Yeah. Ridiculous hats. The hats were. You're right. And and the outfits of the clans I mentioned earlier. Usually, it's the hats that are the most decadent things. Yeah. Amazing. Because even the guys that were off to the side of the great sword battle that was going on in the arena in this sword. Clan. Yeah, that's right. They had, those. they had the very samurai-looking yeah. um, um, leather-type hats, and um, every clan had some kind of bizarre headgear, decadent hatwear. When you go into medieval times, when people actually <laughs> used to wear hats to protect their heads, yeah. you find that they tend to be smooth, bullet-shaped things. Yeah. Yeah. So that when you, like, clonk it on the top, it just kind of swooshes off to the side. <laughs> you don't put loads of spikes all over it yeah. to catch swords and battle axes yeah. and break your neck when somebody tries to whack you on the head. It's It looks like the theory behind the headwear for all the clans is scare your opponent. <laughs> or I'm off to the Melbourne Cup. Well, <laughs> yeah. and, and ranges in between those two. Yeah. Um, but they're all... There was, I think, one of the bad guy clans, might have even been the Queen Gedron's bad guys, they had this skull and it was the top half of the skull was up mm-hmm. here, but the bottom half was this big, wide, round sort of like this and it looked like two trash can lids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a gorgette, with, I think with it's called. teeth it's all the way around here and it made it look like a Muppet, like <clears> one <throat> of those, um, there's a two Muppets, the alien Muppet. <laughs> They had the same big, wide, round sort of brim mouth. Mm-hmm. Not very scary. All right. So, um, and then these. The, what, we, what we find out is the sword master of the dojo has just been defeated. And who's it been defeated by? Red Sonia. Red Sonia. Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. We haven't seen Red Sonia in the film since she was lying in the dirt and was chatting to the exposition fairy. I'm convinced Red Sonja is played by Ziggy Stardust, who's played by David Bowie. That's right, because they both have identical red mullets. Mm. There's not a lot of red mullets in cinema history. I think there's only two times in history when mullets were popular, and that was back in the days of yore. And uh, And you've got to admit, her mullet is like it's it's halfway down the back at the back. It's a committed mullet. Mm. And it's completely got that shaved flat top sort of out front uh, part at the front. It would make Billy Cyrus proud. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. In fact, I I think the the, the subculture, just in the back of people's minds, after they see a movie like this, it just sits there. And then one day it dawns upon them that that's what they should wear. They wake up in the middle of the night. I should go to the the speedway with my (laughs) hair looking like that. And the mullet was born. All right. So um, it looks like old Sonia's just finished her final assessment at sword school. That's right. And she's now top of the class. She's bested the master. The student has bested the master. No, No, the master was the grandmaster flash in the big wing. Oh, the, well, the her master was was master. the guy she was fighting. The other master. He's the he's the more priesty sort of yeah. mentor, old old boy. Mm. So what what do you do when you have uh, successfully passed the trials? Well, you got to get some sort of reward That's or right. some sort of gold star or something. And what rather. does a swords swordsman need? Swordsman would need a sword. Roll out the sword. Take My- me to the blacksmiths. Abode. My um, story beat here is worst sword choosing scene in history. <laughs> if you were going to design a super super magical sword choosing scene, yeah. 
How would you do it? What wouldn't you do? Or what would be some of the hallmarks of a pretty lame magical sword, sword um, choosing scene? A voice from nowhere. Yes. I, I didn't mind the voice from nowhere. What I didn't like was we didn't get to see any swords. No. <laughs> they, they, were all stuck, they were all stuck in holes and the only thing we could see were handles. Well, it so. was a very Nate Smithy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she walks into like the blacksmith shop mm. and then she's standing around and then she hears a like magic voice who says, Sonia, so choose a thing, Sonia. do something, Sonia. <laughs> and then she looks up and goes, by golly, I will. Mm. And then we see a shot of about a million swords mm. and she reaches off screen to somewhere where we can't see and pulls out a sword <laughs> and waves it around. Whoa. <laughs> and the music comes up. <laughs> um, so she has her sword. Which has no specific ability other than being shiny. I think it, yes, because they kind of shoot themselves in the foot later because they say, because mm. what, the sword doesn't do anything. It doesn't like no. glow or anything. Or- you're, you're the law man, no. right? Um, is, is there any sort of significance with the sword? Not Sonia. Is, is, is Conan like, the same? Yep. He can, they can pick up any old sword. and For Conan it's just steel. Like, yeah, and, and for Red Sonia it's the same thing. Okay. So it's this half-assed thing where they, where they said, yeah, she gets the swords and then they're like, well, shouldn't it be a magic sword and she gets a like yeah. super spirit to tell her and they're like, uh, I'm with Dan. Yeah, the, there was a magic voice that told her to yeah. pick that sword and yeah. yet that sword has no power whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, they need to have said something like, it's like, wow, it's perfectly yeah. balanced. Yes. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Got my name written on it yeah. or something. Or it feels least. as light as a feather or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Strong as 14 <laughs> bars of yeah. lead or something. Or just cut the scene completely because it didn't actually achieve it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Or just her be very pragmatic and go, you know, this is a good sword. Yeah, yeah, any yeah. sort of do. Yeah. Oh, she chops an anvil in half or something with <laughs> yeah. it and goes, oh, oh, this is a keeper. Yeah. They missed a moment there. I <laughs> yeah. think they missed a moment. They did. There. The other thing that they didn't have was they didn't have the sneak preview for us because if I was a director, I would have her whimsically listening to the magic spirit of exposition yeah. and then I'd cut to the glowiest sword in yeah. the whole show with little sparkles coming yeah. off it yeah. and then she goes, that one. Yep. Zhong. Yep. All right. Non-Conan arrives instantaneously after she's picked up her kid. Exactly that moment in time. And I like the line that he d- delivers. He gallops up. Your sister is dying. Not I'll hello. take you to her. Doesn't say hello. Doesn't say <laughs> I'm such uh, and such. I've got, that, I've got that down here, actually. Yeah. yeah, exactly that. Your sister's dying. I'll take you to her. <laughs> yes. And, they, and, that and no one questions it. No one questions that. <laughs> no, that's right. He, no could one, be, he could be some kinky freak from yeah, up the street. No one says, like, who the fuck <laughs> She's are you? She's the only chicken you, in town. Are you in my sword school? Yeah. yeah. No, just- <laughs> yeah, or the, the boss of the dojo says, I thought your sister was killed. Yeah. Yeah. What You said your family died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so she goes and sees Varna who's dying and then she's, you know, Varna's telling her about powerful tes- talismans and green balls and light and power and 13 days and more earthquakes and you point a stick at. Um, so what happens? So she says, she, Sonia says what? She's going to have to go and do something about yeah. this lickety split. And uh, Conan says, I'll help you. Yeah. And she says, no, back her off. Yep. Yep. All because she's made a vow. Yeah. What's the vow? And hang on, hang on. No, we're not up to that yet. Well, well no, we're not up to that. Well, I didn't she say something like, I don't need no help from no man. Well, yeah. well during, at the end of her sword fight, um, the master um, goes to give her a hug. Yeah. And she backs off, and then the master, master, the grandfather master, Grandmaster Flash. 
<laughs> he says, he says, you're going to have to like men eventually, otherwise say, it's yeah. going to be bad news. Yeah, it's going to be your undoing. So we get introduced to the notion that she doesn't like any men. Yep. The problem and is she, she was well, being like hassled it. by a woman. That's right. Yeah. Not making a lot of sense to me. Mm. All right, so. It's very cool. Well, she did get raped by a lot of men, though. <laughs> well, there was that. <laughs> All right, so. Um, yeah, that tends to leave a lasting yeah. impression, I suspect. That's fresh. So she's going to gallop off and go and do the do the hero thing, and, um, yeah, she's not going to take non-Conan with her. Well, the plan that she has to uh, execute is to destroy the orbs. It's now that's her right, job right. to destroy the orb. Yes. And okay. she's told that, that Gedrin has the orb. All right, so next scene we cut to is I've titled here The Prince and the Oaf. So we're in a destroyed city ah, yes. on a giant hand. That's right. Yeah. We're introduced to Prince, what's his face? Mm. And Big Oaf, what's his name? Mm. What's his name? Falcon and Tarn. Falcon. Falcon and Tarn. What's his name? Tarn. Tarn. Tarn, I don't know. Yeah, Tarn. Tarn. T-A-R-N. Couldn't he be Prince Gedrick and the chick be Tarn, the Queen Tarn? Yeah, that would have worked. That would have worked better. That would have worked. Prince Tarn, played by Ernie Reyes Jr., who's quite a famous little actor. He was in a lot of... Young kid ninja movies and stuff. I think he was in America Surfer, American Surfer Ninjas or something <laughs> like that. You know those Canon film shitty, or well, Canon films. All they wanted to, all they needed to do to make a film was to put America and Ninja in the title. <laughs> and there's got like it's forty films done. in their repertoire where yeah. there's American Ninja Two and American Ninja Surfer Seven. He was in some of those. All right, so they're in some peril. And uh, Sonia turns up and saves them from their peril, um, and then they have a discussion. Very, very non-convincing hand. Yeah, peril. It's supposed to be a stone hand, but it was clearly made out of fiberglass. Yes. 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 And how they got into that terrible predicament with yeah, him balanced on one end of the really – sure. I don't quite know. Kind of one of the things about this film is it kind of has humour. But it's not very well done. Again, it's another thing they don't seem to commit to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they don't commit to the humour – it just doesn't kind of work. There's a few places where there's sort of humour, there's another bit coming up, Yep. and you think, I'm not really sure that's supposed to be funny or not. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. really commit to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's a half-assed approach. Half-assed approach again, yeah. They, they, I think they knew that it had to have a bit of humour, but they didn't really know how yeah. to. I don't know if it's supposed to yeah. symbolise that the kids in the hands of the gods, or they just thought a hand would look cool. That's a good point. Maybe. <laughs> but I, th- I do somehow think you're overthinking it there. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. giving it more. I think they had a hand <laughs> left over from Conan the Destroyer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd say so. His hand's so cool. Put it in the movie. <laughs> All right. So the, basically um, this prince guy, this annoying child actor prince guy, is like the king or prince of some city that Gedrick blew up mm-hmm. and then Gedrick buggered off somewhere else. And so Sonia says um, – so he says um, – um, the what's his name? Falcon. Falcon says that if you want to go and destroy the green talisman, you know, you're going to have to go to this other city. Yep. And um, what does he say? You can take the sh- the long way or the short way. That's right. The, the hard way or the short way or something like that. Or the and she has to go through the short. She wants you know, the short way. You have to go past Brightag's toll gate. That's right. And she says, "Well, that's what I'll be doing." That's right. And rides off. And gallops off. So then we arrive at Brightag's gate. So Brightag has a big gate and he's got a little small army mm. and he's a jerk. Yes. And he has a small army with, once again, 
Brugan headwear. Fantastic hats. <laughs> they didn't get much else in the way of armour. Like they were running around in loincloths. But was they had. Were all those hats inspired by animals? Was there one guy who had an elephant? Oh, I, I don't know. There was a dangly Maybe. elephant his trunk head, thing. Yeah, you're right. You're right. On his head. Yeah. They were sort of. I think they were. Yeah, they might have been. They were impressive though. Well, they put a lot of effort in. They should have put more effort into their armour. Mm. They didn't last long when Arnie turned up. So um, Sonia turns up and says, Oi, bro tag, where are you? Open your gate. And he says, not going to open the gate. And she says, come on, open the gate. And he says, no, I'm not going to open the gate. And then they go up into his throne room. That's right. And he says, I'll only open the gate if I can do horrible things to you. Yep. And she says, no, don't do horrible things to me. How about we have a sword fight? And he has, in fact, killed 117 people. Mm-hmm. Well, 116, but one has... No, he's only one, there's only one person he hasn't killed. Yes. And he has no legs. That's right. Did he not kill him because he had no legs? I think he chopped his legs off. Oh, you got the impression. You don't think he was like, oh, he's got no legs. Like, I think he was still I'm bragging. i kill this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I think he fought all of them and then that guy he let go because he cut his legs off. Yes. It's like 117. Uh, and, and a half. Yeah, 117 <laughs> and a half. Like another Monty Python. Yeah. That's right. Yes, that's right. The Black Knight. <laughs> it's just a flesh friend. <laughs> All right. So they have a fight, and uh, who wins? Red Sonia, of course. Mm-hmm. Red Sonia, of course. Mm-hmm. And then, despite having made the deal that um, his men would let him go, uh-huh. the treacherous bastards decide to yep. attack Sonia. Yeah. So there was a kind of a half deal that if she managed to kill the boss, the, those guys would all, like, I don't know, go home. Mm. <laughs> have the have the afternoon off or something or other. They weren't very convincing when they agreed <laughs> no. to the deal. They weren't very convincing. No, they were like, like, yeah, 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 we'll let her go. <laughs> so she's in a bit of trouble mm. because now she has to kill all these people. There's but at least thirty. There's at least thirty. But luckily, non Conan turns up. That's right, and he kills them all. He's changed his outfit. The thing I know, he, he did had too. a lot of outfits. Mm-hmm. Considering he's a barbarian, well, he's not a barbarian. He's a high he's, priest. Mm. But I guess that's true. That's what confused us. I thought he was a barbarian, but clearly he isn't. Mm. And, and his should... horse did have a lot of stuff dangling yeah, off it, like a lot of muscle bags, priest, a lot of bags and stuff. So clearly he had more outfits. In this particular scene, I remember he was wearing a rather fetching sort of red yeah. jumpsuit. That's right. Gold lane and, uh, and that's right. Jewelry. You can't expect a, a high priest <laughs> to just walk around. Dusty yeah. Yeah. Where do you get off? Look at the Pope. <laughs> you know, look at the Pope mobile. Yeah. You know, he did look. There was something. Um, who were the two guys that work with tigers and stuff like that? Oh, and oh. Siegfried and Roy. Yeah, there was something very Siegfried and Roy about his outfit, wasn't there? Both. He Siegfried even had the headband. <laughs> I could have done with a little more Siegfried and Roy actually in that outfit. <laughs> and then I did notice it because he he held the gate. I don't know quite why he didn't go with it. I mean, mm. But apparently he he held the held them off. As she rode off, she looked back and gave him a smile. Uh, yeah, yeah. she's starting and, to. Well, she's imp- she's I impressive. assume impressed by his his skills and his bravery and his self sacrifice. Yes. Yeah, because she does say that's the that's um, signs of a real man. Yeah. She points that out to the little brat. Yeah, uh, or before or after. Because it is a bit weird when they get the key to the super gate, then they're fighting all the way up to the gate, and then they open the gate, and then Sonya goes through the gate and closes the gate, yeah. and Conan stays on the other side of the gate. Yeah. When if he had gone through the gate and closed the gate, all the bad guys would have been on the other side of the gate. Because you got the key. <laughs> you and got they the got key. horses. <laughs> and yeah. they got horses. <laughs> exactly. 
14 seconds later, they're 300 metres away from the bad guys. <laughs> Maybe he left his mobile phone or his uh, horse keys somewhere else. I, think he, I honestly think he was just big noting. He was big, He's showing off. He was showing. Look at me killing all. Oh, she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my new outfit. Yeah. Yeah. All right then. So the prince gallops off on the other side of the gate, and she goes into a wonderful enchanted forest. And what did she find in the forest? Two blokes who were taking the long way round, yet somehow are there <laughs> in front of her <laughs> without going through the gate. Exactly. And, they and, didn't have to battle the thirty guys or anything. And, and didn't. And they have no horses. Okay. And, no <laughs> and she decides not to ask how they got there, like most humans. You bastards lied to me. <laughs> you took the other way. <laughs> yeah. So it's Prince. What's his face? Prince Tarn. Tarn and Falcon. Falcon, and they're all in trouble, and they've been harassed well, by Tarn's in trouble because Falcon went off to find food. Yep. And Tarn is being picked on. He's actually being torn apart. He's by being stretched. A couple, couple of guys on horses and some ropes and a tree. <laughs> and unfortunately, they fail. That's right. Can you imagine you're the head bad guy and you're like, we found a kid in the forest. What are we going to do? Tear him apart. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, he's tied his legs to a horse. That'd be fun. <laughs> it's because of the way he's dressed. They assumed he's got, got the gold, gold somewhere. Got the money. I do have to say that the, uh, the lead bandit was probably dressed better than all of them in that. Yeah, and he had a nice hat. He yes. had a pretty he fancy hat. hat. It was like the um, the Guardian Angels in New York, but on steroids. Oh. Yes, it was like lots of things on steroids. <laughs> All right, so we then cut to because um, Sonia comes in and trap, 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 and kills everybody. Right. So we now cut to um, Queen Gedrick, and she's in her, you know, power fortress. That's right, where she she lives. Yep, and she's just arrived with the ball. After um, sacking the prince's, yeah, she went to the prince's town. place and then wrecked the joint mm-hmm. for some reason mm-hmm. using the orb. Using the orb, yep. yes. she's on a roll. Actually, she's yeah, been because, sacking all over the place because so. she she destroyed half and then said surrender or I'll destroy the mm-hmm. other half. Well, mm-hmm. that's what the prince explained, and he says no, bugger off. So she destroys all of it. Mm-hmm. I don't like the queen actually when she walks around. She doesn't look mean and angry. She no. looks kind of flouncy. So you're like, you know, there's these big guys that are like, crunch, crunch, and she's kind of she flounce. Turn flounce and twist. Well. I think Hello. it's the stiletto flounce. high heels will do that. In in Barbaria, stiletto high heels will sort of. <laughs> they ruin the effect. Well, they make you walk a certain way. <laughs> yes. All right, so they um, discuss the power that they've got and they're going to. Well, we see, um, the, we see the orb being stored in the room of candles. That's yeah, right. It's all the powered. And I have a note about that. Mm-hmm. Why not just leave it in the sun? Mm. Would have been the smart thing to do. With mirrors. There was a lot of candles. There was a lot of candles. Yeah. Um. Well, they had to have it inside their fortress. They can't just leave it lying around. (laughs) (laughs) And why not have mirrors on the wall or something? Mm. Maybe they they don't really know much about light. That must have been why they went to that other place and they wrecked the joint because they needed all them damn candles. They stole the candles from the prince's town. That would have been a good plot point if they said, well, they they just came in and stole all the damn candles. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't say they wanted our gold. (laughs) Yeah, we still got all our gold. All right, then. Uh, The Queen's got a big big pet spider, which Mm -hmm. was kind of cool. And we never saw it again. (laughs) Yeah, why didn't we? It should have at least landed on somebody's face or something or other and have them run around. Ah. It was a cameo. Skeletor's lair. But then they decide they're going to watch a bit of TV. 
So tell us about their oh, TV. Right. <laughs> There's some dude. Over, yeah. over to one side of the throne room. Yeah, um, looks like some uh, barbarian sorcerer slash DJ that's <laughs> that, DJ that does his thing with <laughs> some chemicals, uh, mixes a few chemicals. He reminds me of L- Lenny from Motorhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lenny's dad. And when he mixes certain chemicals, imagery appears on the mirror of illusion, yeah. and, and they can see stuff. Unfortunately, he gets the wrong channel to start <laughs> yes. with. Yeah. And we get some scantily clad uh, young lady. We can see basically. No, it's a. I think woman. It was a. No, it was a. Well, she had boobs. Yes. Yeah. No, it was. It was a young lady. Yeah. That's basically, you know, a medieval fantasy yeah. internet. And there was this so awkward moment. That was one of his favourites that he had. Everyone, uh, in, everyone in the throne room. Was, <laughs> <laughs> everyone in the throne room's looking at the DJ. Saying, That's the wrong channel, dude. That's the wrong yeah. channel. But it, it just went on. It went on for, yeah. for at least twelve well, seconds. We've, we've all had those moments. <laughs> oh, is that DVD still in there? Look at this file, file filled with blues, which looked like a penis. And he doing this with it. Right. Like, it did too. And the channel changed. Yeah, the channel changed. Up. <laughs> Again, so, humour, but not quite. Not quite committed. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I think it was Siskel, you know, Siskel and Ebert, they reviewed it and they were in stitches. And we're talking about a mid-80s review on Entertainment Tonight or something. They were in stitches all the way through their review because they couldn't work out whether this was a parody mm. of a swords and sorcery movie or it was a series, mm. a movie that was taking itself seriously and just missed the mark so badly. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's it, that... that in moments of it felt like a parody, but then they didn't go all the way. Yeah. And then it just, because they fell short, yeah, it, it felt like, well, that humour just doesn't quite yeah. fit you, in there. You, you can't half-ass. You yeah. have to do it. And the as, wrong channel on the Mirror yeah. of Wonder is was definitely one of those mo- moments. As Yoda says, do or not do. There is no try. <laughs> yeah. Because yes. it was a cool thing. Like, it was, yeah. a, you know, they but they just didn't, you know, go all. Well, the rest of the film didn't, you know, it was the only moment that I think was genuine sort of attempt at, at humour in the in the film, uh, but it still didn't go far enough to to actually qualify as as humour. All right, so they then pick up. Um, well, the cha- Sonya. they get the right channel. They yeah. get the right when channel. He, sh- he strokes his beaker for long enough and gets the right <laughs> channel. <laughs> they then pick up um, Sonia. Yes, and um, Prince Tarn, Tarn, and Falcon, Falcon. And they were walking along and were riding along on their horses. And the and the net, the henchman says, "Shall I send out a a small raiding party?" And no, 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 no. And she what? says, "No, let them get closer." I think first of all is she instantly recognizes Sonia. That's right. For some reason. That's right. Like, oh, that's that Sonia chick. Yes. Which yeah, seems a bit weird. All right, so so they let them get closer. Yes, so they're going to let them get closer. All right, so the next story beat is um, those guys who we just saw. Have a camp for the night, and there's some sort of touching moments between With the kid, Sonia, and the kid. The kid's up practicing his some swords, swords and, and she gives him some advice some and world yeah. values. She and says, he comes to the point behind him after he's basically with like a stands behind him, and he's holding the sword. He says, No, you need to hold the hilt gently. <laughs> and he's like, and then, <laughs> then he looks at her and goes, <laughs> She's like surrounding him and like yeah, you know right. got his you know hilt in her hands and all yeah. sorts of stuff's yeah. going on. And then he basically says he's not, he'd like it to be a queen, but he's not old enough. Yeah, yes. It's a very tight it moment. Awkward and. But then he thanks her. Slightly inappropriate. Mm. There's a little bit of a plot arc, a little bit of a character arc there. He's he's softening. He's, yeah. He's 
It was one of the more interesting arcs in the film was mm. the so young the, princes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, there's also the. Uh, you have to be close to your There's also the Sonya character arc, you know, learning that she's going to mm. like Conan. Mm. They're not Conan. Uh, they're the right. non Conan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. All right then. So after we have that touching moment, mm-hmm. we go back to the Queen Gedrick and mm-hmm. Icole, and um, they've got a cunning plan. Mm. So the start of the plan is they're going to use the magic orb to create a storm. That's right. Force, just force them out of the storm. Yes. Force them create the storm in, indoors. And so they'll have to go inside to the Cave of Doom. That's right. And uh, What's in the Cave of Doom? Yes, what is in the Cave of Doom? It's a robot crocodile. Because robots are exactly what you get in Barbaria. Yeah. In the ancient Sumeria. They got <laughs> robots everywhere. I, I, I prefer to think of it as proto-steampunk. Okay. <laughs> proto-steampunk. What I wanted to note here, but this is, I've, looking at the, the landscape, right, it's very rocky, yep. mm. it's deserts, it's mountains, and this guy's made a killing machine, <laughs> which is a, a aquatic animal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if I was going to make a killing machine. Yeah, yeah. it'd I'd be like probably, a scorpion or something. I, I'd, the- I'd probably not go with a, a fish or a crocodile type thing. <laughs> yeah. it bang limit- on the money. You bang on the money. Point. Limit your scope for that. Because if Maybe you can't start off as a scorpion, well, if you can't manufacture a storm, walk. you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I see, couldn't make it. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to find some contrived way of getting into a, into a flooded basement. <laughs> Sounded cool at the time. <laughs> Drive them inside. But I will say, actually, are we, we on to the bit where the crocodile appears? Yeah, well, why not? It was a very cool piece of animation. I thought it so was. too. And it whatever was, you know. d- d- hydraulics or yeah. whatever the hell was going on underneath that water was impressive. Yeah. Do you think I they miss- got inspired by the scene in Star Wars? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I miss animatronics, I have to say. You know, all yeah. this reliance on CGI and mm. it just really doesn't mm. hurt my boat. Yeah. I like animatronics. Yeah. They certainly had some big oh, the powerful the thing forces. under that water that was because just not like not only whoosh, was it driving around, around this metal thing yeah. and the water. It was doing it with Arnie on its back. Yeah, yeah, but almost surfing on its back. Yeah, and he's yeah. like 125 kilos or something like that. He's a big boy Yeah, through the water. Yeah. Mm. All right, so they get attacked by a big robot fish and mm-hmm. they poke its eyes out and That's right. win the day. That's right. Can I, another point here. <laughs> it, was there anything to stop them getting out of the water at any point? <laughs> no, no, you're right. Because right. there were steps getting up out of the water. Yeah. Once they killed it, they got up pretty quickly. Yeah. Because the chamber <laughs> was flooding. Yeah, and then just- 08, once it gets OH&S would have stopped that. Just yep. don't go in the water. Yep. Yeah. Pretty simple. Manage yeah. the risk. Yeah. There's a bit of a plot hole there. But- <laughs> and non-Conan wasn't there before. He just turns yeah, he up just in the nick of time. Yeah, he just turned oh, he did too. Yeah. 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 He always does. He seems. He seems He's a from, bit of a stalker. Up to that point <laughs> in the movie, he was just popping up where he wasn't yeah. asked and, and offering help. All right. So after that event, it's quite um, – Quite a big event. They all go off and have a camp, mm-hmm. and they make a fire, and they. Was it this bit, wasn't the bit before this where they actually had they already crossed? The, yeah, they, this is before that they crossed the crevasse, wasn't it? Yes, it was before that. So that was another bit because it was like you came to this crevasse, and this is giant skeletal beast. Yeah, yes, completely like making a bridge. I mean, it was huge. Mm. This thing must have been two hundred meters long, yeah. and yet there's nothing like that in the world apart from this thing. So <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a bit incongruous. 
And then she walked off across and says, yeah, this is so. Yeah. Let's bring the horses across. <laughs> yeah. No. That's not how you judge something structurally sound by being halfway across. Yeah. 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 All three of your horses. Let's go all the way across and then bring them one at a time. Anyway, obviously they made it across the lava. Yes, yes. I've tiptoed across. It's all right for everybody to dance on it now. Bring the horses. Yeah. Um kilos of them. And, all right. the, and the lava river too, like that that shit goes on all the time. Yeah. Crevasse with lava flowing through it. You get that all over the place. It's a classic. Mm. All right, so they make a camp. Mm-hmm. And after they make a camp, non-Conan makes his move. That's right. And then finds out that she's got rules. She's got rules. She's taken an oath. What's her oath, Rick? Um, she will not be sleep with a man unless he can best her in swordplay. That's right. I think Arnie sums up his intellect and says, well, any man that beats you in swordplay is not going to be much of a man left to sleep with. Yes, yeah, so basically you'll only uh, something uh, be with a man that's tried to kill you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A man that has no legs, in other words. <laughs> Why would you want to be with a guy <laughs> yeah. that's trying to kill you? You can see the, you see the wedding photos. There's this guy with no legs. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, only a person. Now, it, so that's her oath, right, that she's mm. taking this oath. It would have been nice, movie, mm. if you had have shown us her taking that oath yeah. rather than, you know, the show don't tell. Yep. Oh, by the way, I've taken an oath. I did it when you weren't looking mm-hmm. in a scene where there was no camera. All right. So only can be bested by a man. And so Conan, uh, non-Conan says, well, how about we have a sword fight right now? And so they do. Yeah. And that goes on for how many minutes? Oh, at least three. At least 20, well, 20 minutes. Felt like 20. <laughs> and how, and now, now we're in a, a writer's dilemma, right? Because the only person who can have her is when they have the sword fight. And so if Conan wins, then we have the sex scene or we have the, the thing. And then if she wins, I don't know, Conan's got no legs. Yep. Non-Conan's got no legs. Yep. So she can't win yep. and non-Conan can't win. And so the writers have written themselves into a hole. Yeah, they either have to be interrupted or just get tied out. Yep. And they try both. Yep. <laughs> so the little kid comes and tries to interrupt <laughs> and then non-Conan like, throws him away. There was an awkward part there, the production-wise, because Conan's holding up the kid. Yeah. And there's clearly a wire. Like, you can see the wire that's holding the kid up and Conan's got the big box. I didn't see the wire. Actually. There's a wire there. You can, yeah. Well, you need a bigger screen to watch your <laughs> shit on. Because <laughs> it was a big wire. The wire was about this this thick on the screen. And um, the weight was all wrong too. He was dangling from the wrong part that from where he was holding him up. But, yeah, they tried both of those solutions. Okay. And so the second half of the fight, they start to get tired. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to highlight that old red Sonia chick isn't particularly spectacular when fighting as an actor and then acting as somebody who's very tired for two minutes fighting isn't spectacular either. So you end up with like two minutes of them, ching, yeah, uh, ching. I find it oddly touching. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> I, I thought, you know, considering this is a highly sexist movie, yeah, it was kind of nice that they did match them mm. rather than having him 
yeah. the upper hand at that yeah. point. No, I thought I thought writing either way, sexist or not sexist, they they couldn't have her mm. be beaten, and they yeah. couldn't have her beat him either. Mm. Mind you, up until that point, he'd saved them three times. He'd saved them already. True. Anyway, that drags on for a while, and then they fall down at the bottom of the tree, and they're like, I don't know, what was the resolution at that? We just like they just. Cut away and said, dun, yeah. dun, 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 and yeah. we continue they on went, with the story. I think they cut to the castle and meanwhile, something, something was going on at the castle. Something interesting is happening elsewhere. Yeah, and I think we're starting to see the queen is uh, falling apart a little bit. The power is getting to it. She's going all Trump. Well, she said she just completely forget about not Conan and, and mm. the uh, girl. Yeah. She's got this plan to kill them with the robot crocodile, mm. and then that didn't work. But then there was no reference to the fact it hadn't worked. Mm. True. They must have known that it she's hadn't got, worked. She's got places to conquer, <laughs> subjugate. She's, yeah. you know, they're, they're a background project. They'll keep it. You know? She's got to focus the task at hand. That's why she gets paid the big bucks. Yeah. That's why she's the queen. Yep. You know, she, she, yeah, that's her personal project, mm. but she, you know, but that's not her job. But the, in, oh, no, it doesn't happen yet. The Indiana Jones Nazi guy gets the shits, but yeah. it doesn't happen yet. It's not until they get to the castle. Well, that, that's the next thing. So they, they, they arrive at the castle. That's right. <coughs> they they have to go in the back door. Yeah. Now, that back door is pretty clever. Now, how was that done? Was that actual set or was that, again, matte painting? The big round rolly thing yeah. is probably a set piece. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Impressive they, again. Leading up to that bit where they're, they're, they're carefully walking along the ledge. Oh, the that's right. Are, and the other dope bloke just walks up the path. You see that bit? Yeah. He just walks up like this. <laughs> <laughs> Why were you? <laughs> I don't know what. Yeah. yeah. They don't hire very good guards. <laughs> he's, cheap, he's cheap not guards. taking it seriously at all. <laughs> he only gets paid a chicken a month or something or other. <laughs> yeah. So they have to go in the back door and they have to, they've they've got some nudge and a wink thing going on with the, that they need to try to get the prince to not go in with them. Because it's going to be, be dangerous able, Yeah, it's going to be dangerous for the young So they convince him that, well, somebody has to stay here yeah. and mind the back door. And it's the most, they convince him because they say it's the most dangerous. Yeah. An important job, job or something. That's right. All right, so then the rest of them climb up the walls and get inside the castle and start fighting people. Mm-hmm. Not before, not before Falcon, the fat, strong minder of the prince, is just walking down a hallway and then disappears through the floor of the hallway, which is a slippery tunnel that leads directly to the canteen, the dining room, the canteen, yeah, yes. the cafeteria of the <laughs> yeah, of the exactly. castle. He lands right in the middle of the table, and yeah. one couldn't help but think, "Why was there a hole in the middle of the floor?" <laughs> this is an O H and S risk. Yeah, they they do prepare us with that by him looking at a hole, a strange oh, hole. They prepare us. They they have him. Well, he didn't head get and, too prepared by <laughs> no. And he's, he's like, oh, there's a funny hole here. This place has got holes. That's strange. Takes a couple of steps, falls down one himself. And yes, the OHS again is completely yeah. lacking. Yes, it's, in that outfit, mm-hmm. it's laughable. And then Conan uh, jumps in, and not and not, not Conan. before the big fella takes a big bite out of the turkey That's leg. Right. That's yes, right. got to have that gag. Yes, got to have the uh, turkey leg uh, psych gag. And then Conan. Burst into the room, even though he'd gone a totally different way. Mm-hmm. It was let's split up. Mm-hmm. Once again, has Scooby Doo taught us nothing? <laughs> right? Stay together, stay together. And then there's a bit of slapstick. He lands on a table, catapults the big guy. Yeah, yeah. With no consideration of what's going to happen to his 
teammate. Yeah. Mind you. Yeah. At that point, he's just a projectile. Yeah. All right, so they've all split up. They're all doing some fighting. Yep. Eventually, um, Eichel, Uncle Eichel, is trying to, you know, escape with some gold because he's a treacherous bastard. This is Nazi guy? This is yep. Nazi guy, yep. Nazi Eichel. Yeah. Spittleboy. And mm-hmm. he's trying to go out the back door. We're talking about Ronald Lacey, the actor. Ronald Lacey. So, and the back door is, of course, being guarded by Prince Thorn. Thorn. And... Uh, what happens there? Tarn. Pinch Tarn. Tarn. Um, they have a little tiff. They have a little... Little discussion, little a little challenge thing. Um, Tarn doesn't do too well. Mm. Um, gets slapped to the ground and then Eichel runs out. But at some point during the battle, a sword gets stuck in the secret button hole oh. for the roller door. It makes the door open. <clears throat> well, it makes the door oh, close. Makes the door close, yes. He'd already pushed the secret button to open the door, and that's where Tarn had walked in because mm-hmm. he was guarding it on the outside. And then Eichel tries to escape after bitch-slapping Tarn to the ground, but in the ruckus, the sword had gone in and pushed the button to start closing and the door. It, and Tarn gets, uh, Eichel gets stuck and squished. And he gets stuck because he reaches back for his gold, isn't it? Does he? I think he delays. Oh, it might have been. Maybe. Going back to his goal because he's a greedy old spider. Anyway, he gets squished the, horribly the under the door. Does the kid throw the sword? Does the kid throw the sword no, at the, the sword, button? No. The sword gets thrown somewhere. Which closes the, the door? Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember. Mm. Meanwhile, Sonia is going to confront Cedric. <laughs> Cedric the Entertainer. Gedrin. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes into the Queen's throne room That's and right. they're like, ah. You suck. And they say, no, you suck. Well, let's fight. And they fight. What what are the special powers that the Queen has? Well, the Queen doesn't really have any powers. No, she does because she can appear over there and then over there and then she can appear over there. The wizard does that. Is it the wizard that does that? She's got backup from a homies. Oh, that's right. Lenny. Lenny. Lemmy. Granddad Lemmy. DJ Wiz. DJ Wiz is in the background. That's right. Mixing the potions. Yes. So, you know, they and this is the odd thing is that Sonia and Gedrick are like fighting yeah. and then the wizard starts making magic happen so that Gedrick starts teleporting around and going, ha, 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 yeah. I'm over here. Ha, 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 can't catch me. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the corner of the room, there's this crazy wizard yeah. doing his thing. Yeah. And like, and he starts to cut her as well. That's right. Yes, and he chooses. You know, he's like, he's, oh, I need special cut, cut juice. Yeah, paper cut spell. Engage. That's right. And yes, gashes would appear on Sonia. Paper cuts. And then she turns around and sees him in the corner. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, and you can I always got to put the screen up. You can always, <laughs> yeah. you can always hear that needle on the record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when Granddad Lemmy knew he fucked up. Despite the fact that he he stopped cutting her and doing the magic that was beating her while she's coming towards him, coming towards him, and it chops her head, chops his head off. Couldn't he teleport her like backwards? Oh, or? He just panicked. He panicked. <laughs> he panicked. Yeah, yeah. He reached. He reached to stroke the wrong, the wrong beaker, and uh, it just all went to shit. Lost his head. Yeah. Lost but how his come head. we couldn't spot him before? I know she's 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 in the corner of the room. Yeah. There's only two people fighting and. Some sort of movement over to my left. All right, then. So, so now it's an even fight. Um, and and actually, I just want to point out, wouldn't it have been just easy if there'd have been a curtain, for the curtain to come down during the yeah, fighting? Yeah. She spots him like yeah. that. You know, you don't have to be a rocket scientist. That's how you do it. 
Think of that one. That's how you do it. Put, yes. him, put him behind something like that. I think the director should have addressed that. Mm-hmm. All right. So then they bolt. Or even have him, have him guarded or something. Yeah. Then they run out. Gedrick runs out of the room and goes to the candle room where the big green ball is. Mm-hmm. And Sonia follows her. That's right. And there just happens to be for some reason. It's ra- a traveling sword fight at this point. It's yes. moving through the castle. And they end up in that sword room, in the candle room full of all of the, the candles where they're powering up the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And then also, as they go in there, for some Reason probably in the script somewhere, the door slams shut behind them. Actually, no. The the queen pulls the lever, brings the door down. But yeah. that's right. Ah, uh, that's right. Suddenly manages to roll underneath. Sneak yeah. underneath just at the last second. Yeah. And that's when um, non Conan and um, Falcon turn up. Yep. And uh, and so there, yeah. So there's going to be a big fight in the room. But they can't get past the door. Yeah, that's right. It's too heavy. They're trying to lift it. So you would think there's going to be a big fight, but it goes ching, ching, uh, <laughs> and she's pretty much dead almost immediately. Yeah, because that's right. The orb has cracked the room like an egg. Has it? Yeah, and it's a big that's chasm. Right. So that's why there's uh, and that's lava. She, yeah. And R- river of lava. That's where the liver, yeah. And the queen can't back away from that strike. That's right. <laughs> Look, I thought that final fight scene was the only part of the movie that really got me excited because that's when Red Sonia starts going, Batch it. Mm. She's not going ballistic. Yeah. And also, that's when old Gedrick realises, you know, she's not going to win this fight. Mm-hmm. And there's some couple of cool shots where, like, yeah. Sonia's like, wah! And Gedrick's like, oh, fuck, and chops her sword chops in half. Chops her sword in half, that's right. And then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sticks her. She falls into the river of lava. Falls into the river of lava, yep. Um, pretty bad blue screen shot, that one. It was probably yeah. the worst yeah, so blue her. screen. Ah! Falling, falling. It's yeah. a terrible one. Actually, I just realised that land, instead of having a water table, has a lava, <laughs> lava table. Yeah. Yes. Not a good place to build at all. The resale value would be shit. Wouldn't that make the light orb more powerful? You'd think so. But <laughs> fuck it. Let's put it in the lava anyway, and that's what she decides Maybe it to overloads. Do. It's got this tolerance. It only can only take a certain amount of power. Like otherwise, candles. Yeah, yeah. Well, otherwise, a fuse it, blow. Yeah, yeah. Just, well, yeah. it absorbs light, not it's heat. Got a power fuse. Ah, there you go. See, science. This is very cool as well. That's right. Once you go beneath the lava, there's still not a lot of light. Um, so that's how the orb is destroyed. It's thrown into the lava. The other thing that I liked in this scene that gave me a giggle was the name Falcon, because that's one of the characters. Mm. So when they're trying to lift the door, Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. is saying. Fucking lift yeah, the door. That's yeah, too. That's too. Yes, he struggles with that name. <laughs> Fucking get my sword. He does too. Yep. All right. So they lift, they lift the door. They lift the door, and I'm a child. I know, but Sonia escapes. Like well, there was a little bit of completely nonsensical scripting where the little boy goes in for no reason, really. Yes, that's right. Really do anything? Yes, except getting himself in trouble. Gets himself in trouble, mm. and then. He doesn't actually help him when he gets out again. That's right. That doesn't really make a lot. I don't know why they bothered with that. So now they're escaping the crumbling. So I, I have my next story beat for that. Castle. All the bad things blow up the end. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Uh, yeah. Why yeah. Why was it blowing up? Because the thing on the top of the castle was blowing up. Is that where they were? <laughs> so they, were they were in that room at the top of the castle, yeah? Mm. I thought they were down the bottom somewhere. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Cause if, I if would have imagined they were down the bottom. the top. Then why was there a crack? Well, they can't have been at the top because, yes, yeah. the crack to the lava. Then why did the bit at the top start exploding? Mm. It's, it's, because it's, of that big jet of fire that you see at the end. It's gone straight up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, making stuff. I think they just. It always <laughs> comes down to the green, glowy magic thing. 
whatever it is, whether it's a fist on top of a sword for the, what was the? Those things have so much power inside them. If it's green and it glows. It also explodes. That sort of shit happens. You can't explain it, Tony. It's about green glowing stuff. Magic science. Now, how do they do the the blowing up castle? They have a small That would be a miniature. Yeah. Yeah. Bigature or miniature, yeah. All right, so everything blows up and mm. um, and then they win mm. and um, everybody's saying goodbye and um, <clears throat> Conan, uh, non-Conan reminds uh, old Sonia that how about we try and kick each other's ass again? Yeah, yeah. You know, and then they kind of have a bit of a half-assed sword fight. Yeah. Followed by a big fat pash. Got to have uh, the barbarian pash. He lets her win. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. She has no. softened by the end. Yes, her oath. Mm. She's given up on her oath. Mm. All right. Well, we don't so, know. We don't know that. Well, no, we don't. We don't. Maybe she has another rule as well. Well, I mean, that's that, only first base. Yeah, I that mean, was the rule for first base. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's right. the patch. That's, that's, right. that's the patch rule. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's second base. Living together, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you must cut off your balls. <laughs> that is my oath. <laughs> uh, see, I can assist with this if you like. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. The movie just stops. Again, um, with the movie just stopping. Yep. Yes. Yep. Movie over. Everybody's exhausted. Mm. Go home. Take the afternoon off. Well, Conan doesn't finish like that. Like, we get to see some resolution. He becomes the king, you know, and you can infer the type of future. Doesn't it have a narrator at the end who also yeah. says, I and then so. yeah, he yeah, did yeah. all these things. It needed a narrator. It very did. good. It needed and a narrator at the, at the – if we had a narrator – we wouldn't need the fairy godmother. True. At the start of the film. Yes, and we would, yeah. We would but know. Then it, but then it would would it not be too similar to the Conan films? Because I think both the Conan films start with that heavy narrator mm. um, voiceover. Because the, the Conan comics did as well. Yeah, yeah. As did the books. Yeah. Yeah, that, that line. It's very comic style, isn't it? Yeah. That big sort of opening first page of yeah. exposition. You know, because um, the, the actual, the first Conan story came from, King Conan, it's really old, mm. telling um, a scribe about his adventures before he became king and how he was a barbarian. And that was actually the first Conan story that was written. And then kind of went from there. Mm-hmm. And I must say, there was only actually, I think, one short story by Robert E. Howard for Red Sonia called Shadow of the Vulture or Sword of the Vulture. And that's where isn't Red that Sonia's the first from. one? That's the first one, isn't it? And then it got Red Sonia became big by. I mean, she got her own c- comics. Yeah, she became very big. So Roy- these these are the figures. <clears throat> um, I've got box office mojo here. The at the time it made seven million. Okay. Domestic total. Um, the budget, which is only estimated at seventeen point oh, nine million, okay. estimated. But I don't know whether IMDb do any sort of change to those dollars. Yeah. Um, but um, generally speaking, that's a pretty sort of average release, I think. You know, and that's only seven million US, US domestic. Yeah. That's correct. Um, it sits in the Swords and Sorcery box office rankings at 32. It is the 32nd most successful uh, Swords and Sorcery film. Um, action heroine movies, 73. <laughs> There's not a lot of low numbers in any of these as far as box office. 
But see, we've learned that box office is quite often about the distributor <clears> and <throat> the amount of marketing mm. and those sorts of things. Really, I think where the money would have been made, as you alluded to earlier, in the syndication, in um, the fact that you would have seen it three o'clock in the morning, you know, mm. it was either Rage mm. or Red Sonja yeah, on mm. the telly or something, um, and the DVD market and the, the video, VHS, VHS video market. They I, mean, I, actually I think they would VHS. have cleaned up in yeah. that field. In fact, De Laurentiis and those spaghetti westerns and that whole mm. Italian sort of um, campaign on Hollywood, I think a lot of that money they, they would have made back in droves um, because for some reason they just seem to make really good cult films. Mm. Flash Gordon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Red Sonja, um, mm-hmm. Conan the Barbarian, Conan the Destroyer, mm-hmm. um, all very cult well, in, they, in nature. They're like niche computer games. They feed that niche mm. very well. They satisfy that niche audience. Do you think it's got something to do with world, world building? They, they tend to build worlds well. Mm. Um, the Flash Gordon, the Spaghetti Westerns, the Good, the Bad, the Ugly, um, they're very believable worlds. Uh, whilst the acting in this, like I said earlier, there's a couple of... The, ingredients in this cake that was a little dodgy. The acting, the the acting is the one that I think let them down the most. That's my opinion. I, I would think say the writing. The writing was iffy. Um, I think the especially the writing better. of the dialogue was very iffy. Um, and that doesn't help when you've got shitty actors. Yeah. You can have <clears throat> iffy dialogue if you've got brilliant actors. Yeah. Um, but if you don't have both of those things. There's no chemistry between. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So what's, let's go around the table here. What was the thing that, that, um, that impressed you the most and disappointed you the most? Just one thing uh, for each of those. Dan? Costumes impressed me the most. Yep. And disappointed me the most was Red Sonja's pretty lame. You know, I was As saying to you at the, at the start, you know, he, mm. Arnie had some attitude, you know. Mm. He's like, I take what I want and I do this. And, and Red Sonja just seemed to be kind of lost most of the time. And I'm talking about the actor more than the character. Mm. So yeah, that's yep. it. Um, the set, probably the big thing, and to me, even though because Red Sonia is actually a lot bigger character than what you see on the film, she's mm. she's pretty much a female version of Conan. She's cynical, wisecracking, drinks heaps, kicks ass, takes no shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't really see any of that in there, did no, we? Right? No, yeah. no. Um, she was kind of quite. Uh, uh, the character is quite uh, ahead of her time. Yeah. Um, but yes, but I think I was just happy to, uh, that she read Sonya in some fashion on film and mm. it wasn't too bad. Yeah. But definitely the sets. Mm. Danny? Uh, I thought the animatronics were very good. Yeah. The crocodile and mm. also the spider. Mm hmm. Um, what let you down? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the other things. <laughs> <laughs> that list is, the list is extensive. Yeah, the acting. The acting. For me, the, the thing that let me down the most was music. <clears throat> like it just didn't fit. It was not right. And the fact that, and it made made worse for me was that how much respect I have for um, uh, for Morricone. Mm. Um, I've got I've got his albums. Like there's not a lot of people around that collect music yeah. from <laughs> Ennio Morricone, and I've got all of his stuff. And you, I was really you, disappointed. Do you, do you have this? Um, I do. No, I don't. Well, I might have on one of his best of and not realised it was for a Barbarian music movie yeah. and thought it was for fucking Western now, or something. Now, is it, is, it, is it the editing? Was it his music and someone's put it, you know, done the editing I think wrong? it was the choice, the, the, the movement, like the, the, the notational movement that he came up with, so the composing mm. and then the choice of instruments and the choice of um, the composition of the music. 
it didn't fit. It didn't fit the genre. It was too upbeat. It was weird. It had some rump, rump, rump sort, mm. of, sort of angle to it. it. Was wasn't right, especially when you listen to the music for Conan. Yeah, it was very barracos and very yeah. big drums, and you know, it was really you know barbarian. Mm. Um, so the music let me down. The thing that I was most impressed with was um, production design, mm. which is the the costumes, yeah, the, the, the sets, the the, 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 sets the extensions, the set extensions, mm. all of that stuff was brilliant. Um, mm. So from a production standpoint, I thought it was brilliant. Um, so the music and the acting, you you fix those two up for me, and this is this and is the story. a real sort of connector for me as a film. All right, on our rating scale, burn, borrow, um, what was it? Buy, burn, or borrow? Um, what do you give it? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> reading other people's feedback, it was either this is the worst movie ever made. Or there was a bunch of other people who'd say, "Oh my god, this movie's the best! I saw it when I was a kid and I loved it then." Yeah. So um, I didn't see it when I was a kid when I loved it really then. So I'm like, burn it! Yeah, terrible. Yeah, I, I, I have to agree. <laughs> I, I would, if I happened to flick across and there was nothing else, I might watch ten minutes of it. But I would bore, I would tire of it within ten or fifteen minutes, and I'd have to watch something else because of the acting. Because we're so used to – that we've got so much to choose from nowadays that you can't put up with bad acting. You can put up with something that ages poorly, um, Buckaroo Banzai, things like that. <laughs> like that 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 fits in a, in a decade that it, it is no more, right? The outfits, the music. <laughs> but, but at least the acting in it. I can't look at Buckaroo Banzai and go, geez, that was bad acting. Right, because you had well, no, guys, it wasn't bad acting. They you didn't had John, have bad Lith- acting you had John Lithgow though. in it. You had, you know, there was some very good. <laughs> a- if I, I tell you this much, if there was no good acting in that film, no one would know about Buckaroo Banzai. Right, that's true. It's the only thing that held it up. But what we can't do nowadays is put up with bad acting with because we're sport for choice, and and even television has better acting than than that. Um, so yeah, for me, I, I would burn it as well. Well, I actually own it on VHS, and I have to buy it. Yeah. So it's a buy for you. Yeah, definitely yeah. a buy for me. Yeah. You've drunk the Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> Bernie seems harsh, but I couldn't recommend any of these bowls. So it's on, it's on the wood pile. <laughs> it's gone. All right, gentlemen, thank you for uh, your attendance uh, once again. And um, until, or what have we got? Uh, anything on the socials, Dan? I know that we've got a little bit of action happening on uh, some of the socials. Yeah, follow us on Voyage of the Geek on anything. Just about anything. Anything. We we broadcast live every fortnight uh, around about the same time and around about the same day. On YouTube. YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Yep. Um, And you can always catch us on a replay on YouTube, but also the podcast is on iTunes and Stitcher. Yep. um, Which, for my mind, is the best way to look at the show, uh, to listen to the to enjoy the show, because they don't have to look at us. Hmm. Um, so that's it for another week. Uh, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. <laughs> Say goodbye. Goodbye from me. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> Thanks, gentlemen. Your How many of you are